Welcome to episode 58 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. For this episode, I'm discussing solo travel in Asia. So if you ever wanted to plan a trip to Southeast Asia, Central Asia, East Asia, any country in Asia, then this podcast episode will definitely help. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Asia. Star rating, I'd give Southeast Asia 5 out of 5, South Asia and Central Asia 2 out of 5, and Eastern Asia 3 out of 5. Budget, anything from $15 up to $60 and more. Cheapest places are India and Laos. Most expensive is Japan. Languages spoken, Russian, Chinese, Mongolian, Thai, and many more. Did you know that you require a return ticket for obtaining a visa for China and conditions for entry to Tibet can change? Asia is the largest continent and divided into several regions, from the stands in Central Asia to Indonesia in the south. Buddhist temples and culture can be found all over Southeast Asia, and this region is by far the cheapest on the continent. There are so many places to see that you'll be spoiled for choice. Visit Cambodia for Angkor Wat, Vietnam for Halong Bay, Laos for Van Vieng, marvel at the Petronas Towers in Kuala Lumpur, visit orangutans in Borneo and take a river cruise in Singapore. Asia is a melting pot of cultures and each region brings a different experience. Southeast Asia Southeast Asia is made up of Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Malaysia, Myanmar, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Timor-Leste, Vietnam, Christmas Island and Cocos Islands. Southeast Asia is a traveller's dream. It's welcoming, cheap and very easy to get around. Many travellers do follow a certain trail, so it's easy to meet other people and perfect for the first-time traveller. The most popular backpacking countries, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos and Malaysia. The Philippines and Bali also attract those searching for more of an island beach holiday. Bali is also now a big hub with digital nomads. Only recently open to tourism, Myanmar is one of the world's best-kept secrets, although now a very controversial destination. It's relatively undiscovered and drenched in Buddhist culture that forms part of the Golden Triangle and borders the northern tribes of Thailand. However, Thailand does have more to offer than hill tribe treks and rice paddies. Surrounded by limestone casts, the islands have a party atmosphere that will satisfy the hardest clubber, or if it's tranquility that you need, head to the lesser-known islands south of Bangkok. Thais are especially friendly, but you need to be careful at night, as there have been cases of drink spiking, so don't accept any drinks bought for you from strangers. Be prepared to get ripped off in tourist areas too. You may be surprised by the amount of landmine victims in Cambodia and Vietnam, so be prepared for poverty and begging. Unfortunately, this region also attracts older men looking for young Thai or Cambodian girls, so you may not feel comfortable in certain areas where it is openly displayed. Bali is beautiful, but Kuta does have aggressive sellers, so be firm or just ignore them if you don't want to buy anything. Kuta is very touristy and anything goes here, but dress conservatively if you visit the rest of the island. Ubud is a cultural heart with temples and parks, and you may prefer to stay here to avoid the crowds. Getting around Southeast Asia is easy. Air Asia regularly have cheap internal flights, which are perfect if you're restricted by time. As an example, you can fly internally to Kuala Lumpur from Jakarta from about $30 one way. Throughout most of Southeast Asia, there are good bus systems which take you across the border from Thailand to Malaysia, for example. 
There is also a railway line here to Taman Negara National Park and the Perhentian Islands. For Malaysia, you could take the train to Singapore, which also has a reliable bus system. Local buses operate in Indonesia, along with tourist buses and boats to the islands. If you're looking for a lift, climbing aboard a pickup truck is common in Thailand. Taking the overnight train ride from Bangkok to Chiang Mai is an adventure, but perfectly safe, just a bit noisy. Day seats transform into beds with plenty of air and the view of rice paddies as you ride north through the country. The train also heads to Suratani and Trang in the south and Uban Machatini in the east. There are overnight boats that operate across the Andaman Sea from island to island. Prepare to be sleeping on the mattress on the floor close to other travellers. Long tail boats take you across shorter distances, but they can get overcrowded. Don't expect health and safety to be on top of the agenda in Thailand. The best way to get around the Philippines is by air and ferry. There are local jeepneys for short rides. Myanmar can be a bit of a bumpy ride, so you'll find trucks and bumpy buses here, as well as internal airlines. In Vietnam, you'll find cyclos, free-wheeled bicycle taxis to take you on short distances. You can also hire a motorbike and a driver for a few days or a few hours to take you around the country. Vietnam can be time-consuming, so consider an overnight train journey if you're travelling up to Hanoi. In Cambodia, you can hire a motorbike driver to take you around. They are a great way of reaching the temples of Angkor Wat for sunrise or sunset. But also tour operators operate buses around the country. Just walk into any tourist office and they can book one for you, but be prepared for some bumpy roads. In Myanmar, travelling by bus is the best way to travel economically to see the country, to see major tourist destinations such as Bangan, Mandalay, Inli Lake and Yangon. The coaches have quite comfortable seats. You wouldn't want to hire a car here as the road infrastructure isn't ideal. Travelling in Southeast Asia is definitely for the adventurous solo, but it is the perfect continent to cycle around, especially in the rural areas of Thailand, Vietnam and Cambodia. South Asia? South Asia consists of Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, India, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Bhutan, Nepal and the Maldives. India, Nepal and Sri Lanka are the most popular countries in this region. Afghanistan and Pakistan are not advisable to travel to, and Bangladesh isn't as visited as the other destinations. Many women come to India to experience its diverse world of colour, spices and spirituality, and for many it is a life-changing experience. Whether it's spotting tigers in the wild or practising yoga at a spiritual ashram, India is a delight for all of the senses. Just south in the Indian Ocean is the island of Sri Lanka, a country of tea plantations, elephants and untouched beauty. Bhutan, known as the land of the thunder dragon, is an oasis of calm with rivers, forests and monasteries dotted throughout the tiny country. It is one of the safest countries. Here you can find the magnificent Himalayan mountain range that runs along Bhutan, India, Nepal and Tibet. Once a former resident of the Dalai Lama, Tibet shares the world's tallest mountain, Mount Everest, with its neighbour Nepal, a country famed for trekking. Mongolia is known for Genghis Khan and the Gobi Desert. It's the country to experience a night in a gar or yurt and horse ride across green plains. The Maldives are absolutely stunning and the definition of picture-perfect beaches, but they do attract honeymooners so you may find yourself very solo here. Although there has been bad publicity about India, if you're streetwise and remain vigilant, India is a beautiful country to explore as a woman. Unfortunately, it has been a country where sexual attacks have happened and organised gangs have been known to target single women tourists. 
So you just need to be aware of anyone being too friendly. Don't go anywhere with strangers, no matter how persuasive they are. There is extreme poverty here, so be prepared to get hassled from beggars. It's also common to see beggars with missing limbs. In beach destinations, such as Goa, you may be the centre of attention if you're just in your bikini. Expect unwanted attention from men and avoid being over-friendly, keeping yourself covered up to avoid sexual attention and being groped. This also applies to parts of Sri Lanka, which has a similar culture. Travelling around. India is so vast that taking a train is the easiest way to get around, and you can even reserve on the internet before you go. As a solo traveller, you could find yourself being the only Westerner on the train, so avoid the male-only carriages. And if you're travelling overnight, choose an upper berth in a sleeping carriage, which is more privacy. Taking the train in India is an experience. You could find yourself sitting next to a family watching the local life of India passing by. In Nepal, buses are extremely crazy. Small ones are overpacked and large ones drive erratically along mountain roads. So use internal flights if you don't want to take the bus. Prepare to be squashed in if you do choose to travel by minibus here, with passengers even crouched over standing up. If you're travelling to Sri Lanka, you'll find the trains very overcrowded and not really a pleasant experience, so hire a taxi driver or a tuk-tuk for just a short ride. The only way to see Bhutan is on a tour, unless you're invited by someone in the country. A tour will include your guide, accommodation and food, and is usually in a private car or minibus. Boats or seaplanes are the only ways to get around the Maldives, with seaplanes operating from Mali, the capital. East Asia East Asia comprises of China, Mongolia, North Korea, South Korea, Japan, Hong Kong, Taiwan and Macau. Experience nomadic life in outer Mongolia or Chinese cuisine, tranquil gardens and majestic landscapes along the Yangtze River in China, trek along the Great Wall, see the Terracotta Army, or just get back to nature at Tiger Leaping Gorge. Enjoy the nightlife of South Korea, the buzz of Tokyo, and the many islands of the Philippines. East Asia is beautiful and culturally colourful, but it can be more challenging to travel than Southeast Asia. The language barrier in China makes communication difficult, and they tend to stare at foreigners, so be prepared to be the centre of attention. You'll receive a lot less attention in Hong Kong and Shanghai, and will soon win back your solo confidence in these cities. Japan, Taiwan and South Korea are completely different, with people who will go out of their way to help you, but a few of the local phrases will help you to get by in these countries. In Mongolia, you may find more hospitality outside of the capital. Mongolians who live in Ulaanbaatar, the capital, appear to have a different view on Westerners, may not be as friendly as you expect. However, step outside of the capital, and welcoming guests is part of the nomadic culture. North Korea is only accessible with a tour company, but travelling here is very controversial. Tours are used as propaganda and you're not allowed to go anywhere outside of an organised itinerary. If you do visit here, you really do need to go with an open mind. Travelling around Asia. The best thing about Eastern Asia are the train systems and the bullet trains, which travel at over 200 miles an hour. Train travel is the best way to travel in China, Taiwan and Japan. China has overnight trains called sleepers and you can also find sleeper buses. You can also travel across countries with connecting rail routes. The Trans-Mongolian begins in Russia and runs to Beijing in China where you can hop aboard and travel down to Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia. The journey from Beijing to Mongolia takes two days. Japan has express train services and the Futsu, which are the slowest but the cheapest option. Buying a Japan rail pass will save you money 
There is also a good metro system, domestic flights and boats to get around. South Korea is also connected via a good train network. You can get to China, Japan and Russia using the ferries. And if you're going to Hong Kong, the best way to see it is on a cruise around Victoria Harbour on a junk boat. Rickshaws operate in Beijing, but be careful hopping in one of these as it is one of China's scams. Transport is difficult in Mongolia, so you'll need a private driver or a tour to get around. There are buses from the capital to Tiriljil National Park, but the places aren't that well signposted, so you need to ask where to get off. They also have a strange taxi system where any driver can be a taxi, so be careful that you don't get ripped off. Central Asia This area is commonly referred to as the Stands. The countries within this region are Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan and Kyrgyzstan. Central Asia was once part of the ancient Silk Road and Uzbekistan has many preserved monuments from this era. This region also formed part of the former Soviet Union and still has Soviet statues within its capital cities. It is full of history, beautiful mountains and mausoleums and is cheap within the countries. The countries are also known for their dictatorships and visiting this region is definitely an education. Turkmenistan is the most difficult to enter with the government rejecting many visas. The highlights here are the Devasa gas crater, fossil dinosaur tracks and Yangikala Canyon. The other four countries are either visa-free or require an e-visa. Kazakhstan is the largest of the Central Asian states and it's relatively poor and undeveloped but it is home to welcoming locals, the oldest nature reserve and Astana, its futuristic style city. Kazakhstan is known for hiking and has been described as the Switzerland of Central Asia because of its untouched nature. Tajikistan also offers incredible nature and hiking. If you choose to visit the Stans independently, you may feel a bit lonely, as this region doesn't see that many travellers. Tours only run on weekends in Kazakhstan, so pre-book them if you can. Knowing a bit of Russian will help you to get by. Kazakhstan is one of the friendliest in Central Asia, and as women were independent in the Soviet Union, you won't find yourself hassled here, but you could find yourself getting overcharged for goods in Uzbekistan. Travelling around. There's a reason that solos tend to take a group tour here. Travelling overland and trying to see more than one country can be challenging. Turkmenistan is very difficult to travel around, and if you get accepted for a visa, you may only have five days to see all of it. Consider a group tour for this country. Distances in Kazakhstan are vast. Although there are buses, trains and minibuses for the bigger cities, there is hardly any public transport in Kyrgyzstan, so you need to either hire a car or get a private driver to get around. There are cheap internal flights from Osh to Bishkek, and it's also easy to get across the border to Kazakhstan via minibuses. This is also the same in Tajikistan, which is the most difficult to get around. Although people come here for the Panamir Mountains, Public transport is virtually non-existent, so you do need a car. The taxis are good here compared to the rest of the region, where anyone driving a car could be a taxi driver. You can travel across Tajikistan to Uzbekistan by taxi, across the land borders. Once you are in Uzbekistan, it's easy to travel around with high-speed trains on the main routes, such as Bukhara to Samarkand. Buy your ticket at the train station beforehand to ensure that you have a seat. If you do hire a car, be prepared for security checks along the roads in Uzbekistan, but this is definitely the easiest country to visit here. Western Asia Georgia, Armenia, Azerbaijan and Turkey sit in the west of Asia. This region is becoming more popular with travellers who come for skiing in the mountains. There is some confusion over whether Georgia is in Europe or Asia as it lies on the borders. 
Turkey also lies on both continents and is the gateway to Asia from Europe. What this area does offer is a relatively new tourism, especially in Azerbaijan and Armenia. Armenia was the first Christian nation in the world and the country is dotted with churches and monasteries. It's one of the most historical and fascinating countries to visit with a somber past. Its neighbour, Azerbaijan, is rich in oil and is known as the land of fire. As well as sensational flame towers, the country also offers mud volcanoes, cave drawings and futuristic buildings. Georgia is more understated and although the capital has its own fair share of modern monuments, the country is more known for its historic and cultural sites. Visit the David Garija Monastery, the ancient cave city of Vardasia or the winelands of Kakheti. Then there is Turkey, which needs a whole month to explore. From the Blue Mosque in Istanbul to the Ferry Chimneys in Cappadocia, Turkey has beach holidays, culture and ruins to explore. The only country where you may get attention as a solo is Turkey. Turkey definitely feels more male-dominated and you may find yourself waiting in queues as men take priority. Tour guides may be a bit sleazy, so just be firm and assertive. Turkish women wear what they want, but it's still better to cover up to avoid any unwanted attention. In Georgia, you may find the occasional man staring at you, but apparently they can now get fined for doing this. The country also offers homestays for travellers as a way of creating cultural exchange. Travelling in between this region is quite straightforward. From Georgia, it's easy to travel to Armenia and Azerbaijan with minibuses or via overnight Soviet trains, which stop at the borders. Trains are slow but incredibly cheap within Georgia. If you are in a hurry, there are several minibuses from Tbilisi to Kutaisi and Batumi on the Black Sea coast. You can reserve train tickets through railway.ge. The infrastructure of the roads in Armenia make it difficult to drive through some areas. There is a train network which goes to Banazor, Gumri and Savan, but it can be slow. Minivans operate intercity, but you may find yourself having to go back to Yerevan, the hub, to travel to a different part of the country. From Baku in Azerbaijan, you can either hire a car or take one of the buses which connect most of the cities. They are called Mashrukkas. You pay your fare on the bus. In Turkey, you may want to fly internally if you're planning to visit many areas in the country, but night buses are really safe and they allocate you a seat number to ensure that you're sitting with another woman. Useful websites for Asia, AirAsia, which offers cheap flights around Asia. Discover Hong Kong for cruises around Hong Kong Harbour. G-Adventures for tours for Central Asia and throughout the continent, Lupine Travel for tours to Central Asia and other unique destinations, railway.ge, train schedules and to book online tickets in Georgia, Seat 61 for train travel within the continent and Travel Fish for trip planning in Asia. Highlights of Asia are hill tribe trekking in northern Thailand, a night safari at Singapore Zoo, the temples of Bagan at Myanmar, sunset at Angkor Wat, Cambodia, staying with a hill tribe in Sapa, Vietnam, riding a two-humped camel in Mongolia, riding the Trans-Mongolian Railway, Tiger Leaping Gorge in China, watching Taekwondo in South Korea, Sun Mook Lake in Taiwan, the Registan in Samarkand, Uzbekistan, and the Devasa Gas Crater in Turkmenistan. Asia does have some of the seven wonders of the world. You can see Mount Everest, which is in Nepal and Tibet, the Great Wall of China, and the Taj Mahal in India. Itineraries for Asia. For one week, you can start in Thailand, in Bangkok, and then travel to Ayutthaya, Kanchanaburi, Bangkok, Kosamet, and back to Bangkok. Cambodia, you can go to Siam Reap, Angkor Wat, Batabang, and Phnom Penh. 
Indonesia for a week, you can see Bali, Kuta, Ubud and Lombok Island. Mongolia for a week, stay in Ulaanbaatar and experience Tiraj National Park. And then Karakaram, Uzbekistan, you can begin in Bukhara, go to Samarkand or then across to Kazakhstan to Almaty in Astana. Georgia, you can spend a week in Kutaisi, go to Tbilisi and then visit David Garija Monastery. For two weeks in Thailand, begin in Bangkok to Chiang Mai, Pai, Mei Hong Song via Chiang Mai, Bangkok, Saritani, Koh Samui, Koh Penang, Koh Tao via Bangkok. In Laos, Khoi Zai, Bac Ben, Luang Prabang, Vien Vieng, Vietian and a side trip from Luang Prang to Nong Kuao. In Cambodia, begin in Siam Reap, Battenberg, Phnom Penh, Siakamville, Kep, Phnom Penh, Kat Pong Cham, and then Krati. For two weeks in Myanmar, spend some time in Yangon, Mandalay, Bagan, Inli Lake, and back to Yangon. In Sri Lanka, two weeks will take you from Colombo to Kandy, Kulatara, and Gal. Uzbekistan, begin in Kiva, to Bukhara, Samarkand, and Tashkent. And two weeks in Georgia, you can go from Kutaisi, Tbilisi, overland to Baku in Azerbaijan. For three-week itinerary in Eastern Asia, begin in Hong Kong, take the train to Yangshu, then to Yikang, to Ziling Gorge, Xi'an, train to Shanghai, and then the train to Beijing. In India for three weeks, begin in Delhi, to Agra to see the Taj Mahal, then Rajasthan, Himachal Pradesh, and Varasani. In the Philippines, you can begin in Manila, then go to Boracay, Baguio, and Baniyi. For one month itinerary in Asia, for Southeast Asia, begin in Bangkok, Owatea, Sukhothai, Chiang Mai, Shang Kong, Huayi, Kwaizei, Pak Ben, Luang Prang, Van Vieng, Vietien, Tai Kek, San Phang Het, Pask, Champask, Dong Kong, Dong Det, Dong Kong, Prati, Phnom Penh, Siang Mi, Ratabang, Phnom Penh, Saigon, Mwini, Nung Trang, Huyan, Hue, Hanoi, Halong Bay, and then Sapa. I hope that this has inspired you to go to Asia. If it has, you can find destination guides on the Girl About the Globe website, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.